0: Greetings, one and all.
1: Yes. Hello. What's going on? How's it going?
0: Uh, I'm doing well, and yeah.
1: you? Yeah, another day, another dime.
0: Uh, I'm happy to hear it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so, let's we'll, let's what's people what's filing. what's yeah? What, what's new in the world of e-readers?
1: Uh, lots of stuff. Um. I don't know. Uh, oh yeah, uh, this morning I think, I didn't catch it yet, but Huawei released their little press conference for the e-paper Mate something or other, so that's going to be coming right around the corner I believe. I think it's streamed at some point today, so uh, um, probably Mate Paper I think it's called. Yeah, there it is. 10 hours ago, the spring 2022 launch of Huawei has a smart office launch and it has a uh, paper mate in there. It's a note taker. So uh, that could be cool. That could be something. Huawei's never had e-paper products before. Xiaomi has. Hisense has. But not Huawei.
0: Uh, That's good. So listen, everybody. We have like a new setup for the Goody Reader Live. You might notice it um we're I believe we're streaming in 4k now and in the past we used like zoom for like our meetings so as you noticed with like zoom the resolution of our like cameras were pretty crappy they were you know 720p You know there was a big zoom watermark there now we're shooting in 4k and we're using obs instead of zoom so um you know chat let us know if like there's anything weird with our mics if you could hear peter and i okay we tested this and stuff but we never really tested it like in a live type of situation
1: Correct. It's never actually gone live, but we are having some people file in. The usual, usual suspects. Stephen Prosser and Cotney Bowman have dropped by, and we also have Cisco Teres, who says, "How did I get here?" Question mark. (laughs) I don't know. I don't know how to take that. It's completely contextless. Are you having a rough night, or do you mean physically? How did you navigate over to our page? Well, we'd like to hear it either way.
0: How did I get here? Where am I going?
1: Yeah, I hope you clicked on, um, uh, and we have our scheduling back, everybody, which means that anyone who's subscribed and has the bell icon, uh, even myself, when it went live on the dot, I think 10.02, a couple minutes after, 5.02, sorry, Pacific, it, uh, pinged my phone, it went ba-bing, and it said live, and I clicked on it to double-check the framing and everything, and, um, yeah, it's, uh, it, it's looking like we're, uh, rocking and rolling again, and we have a, uh bunch of people filing in so mike we have some latest and greatest and or greatest releases of some pro- products what has been happening who is the who's in the spotlight right
0: now um well i i think that in terms of probably the best release of this year is probably the big me car of color you know uh, probably like at least the best thing that we've reviewed and has come out in 2022 but there's been like there's been a whole lot of like interesting new things that have like come out and there's like rumors of things coming out like as well so right uh what have you reviewed lately that has been compelling for you
1: uh us here at the (coughs) production la studio has been we've been having our table meetings over the big me um, in the office and everyone's like this is this is important and if you guys are confused as to why it's so important is because color e-ink we're not talking about the first generation way back in 2009 with the flepia that doesn't count we're talking about modern era you know Nova 3 color pocketbook color that era of color nothing's been touched in 11 months with color absolutely nothing Except for Big Me. and everyone was skeptical at first. They're like, "Oh yeah, mainline Chinese company." Yawn. You know what else is new? More clones and stuff. As they kept coming in, and Bigme's like, "How about you guys review this one?" Hey, Goody Reader. How about this one? Hey, do you guys want to talk about distribution terms? We're like, "All right, well, these guys seem pretty serious, so let's hear them out." And we got some samples rolling in. Uh, the Big Me B1 Pro, the B1 Pro Plus, and now the Carve, and every iteration has subsequently been better and better than the previous one. They're, use- they're- and to their credit, the talk of the town and one of our most highest-grossing videos ever was the Sony DPT panel that we saw at a trade show, and that was from the source. These guys are like, "Who wants our panel? Who wants our panel?" Basically, and Big Me picked it up. They're the only guys that actually took the initiative to get the panel that Sony themselves didn't even grab and are making these units, and they're fantastic. And to this day, uh, almost two years in, since 2020, BigMe is the only large-screen color note-taking device you can buy.
0: That's it. Yeah, I mean, BigMe was kind of a surprise, I guess, because they're doing color with like their latest generation. I mean, they literally have seven new devices that came out or coming out in 2022, and we yeah, only really crazy. we only really talked about like the the, the car of color Two. and like the Big Me B1 yeah. Pro Plus.
1: That's right, and um, yeah, there's a lot of stuff. There's uh, the and we can talk about all this because it's it's uh, totally in the open, and we're gonna get our stuff soon. They have everything from a seven inch all the way up to a thirteen point three. They have nearly ten makes and models in their lineup it's phenomenal and that's more than anyone currently i believe maybe pocketbook has a couple muddled overlapping six inches in their lineup that are that they're selling but this is a full line of manufactured items built from the ground up not white labeled in fact big me white labels their stuff out to other companies like bokeen and other companies around uh, the world who want to get into e-readers and big me has a fighter brand called uh, Smartbook. And they make color devices in different form factors. These guys are on fire right now. And most importantly, after the release of the first one, both Michael and the news publication, my uh, and myself, and the production studio, we all just came together and we're like, look, big me, you know, you guys have something here. This is legitimate. The first couple units were good, but you're isolating the world without language options. They've pushed updates to us, asked us what we thought, English updates, and now the all the firmware on all these units are English, and that changes the game. It
0: really does. Okay, uh, Peter, you can't see this unless you're looking at the YouTube stream. <laughs> um, I'm not. Hold on. I got chat
1: open, but I don't have... Uh, let me pop it open. I, I do that not to slow things down, you know? Yeah, I'm hosting I'm okay, everything
0: done. on my computer, and um, so just to give you a sense of where we're at um i've like pretty well edited obs to like jack up streaming settings like i i followed all these like online tutorials like on how the best like do it but yeah so unlike zoom we can't screen share but with this uh you know you can see that you know big has a ton of products so you can see like the pocket note the b1 light the b1 max and the B1 Max Plus. So these are all black and yeah. white displays. So, you know, you got something with a 7-inch and then a bunch of 10.3-inch screens. You can see, like, all, like, the basically the resolution on all of, like, the 10.3s are, like, the same. You know, PPI, the same. Uh, processors are a bit different. You know, the light versus these. Um, you know, we have to really sort of dive deep into, like, what separates these um, because, yes. you know, with our, we're not going to have to, we can't review every one of these, you know what I mean? No, that,
1: that's impossible. We're not going to do full coverage on a team of six and your team of seven on the news side and be like, okay, Mike, here's the B1 Max. All right, Mike, here's the B1 Max Plus. It's like, oh my God. Yeah, well,
0: we can't I mean, the, the compelling that. aspect of all these different devices are that they're English. So they're
1: all English, yeah. D- don't don't take the spec sheet as any sort of a turnoff. These units are English. You go to the language options. You click your language, simplified Chinese, Chinese. Some of them have like Korean and stuff too. You click on it, and it's now English. And I should mention, while we have everyone's attention, really quick, the of Color has an SD card slot. I, I don't know how. I don't want to undersell that. An SD card slot, TransFlash TF for all you guys in Europe and Asia. Almost nothing has an SD card slot anymore. I'm over-exaggerating, but you know what I mean. It has an SD card. That's insanity.
0: Yeah, so basically, like, I think the most compelling products are, like, the, the two Kaleido 2, like, displays. I would say. Which are, like, the, yeah. the Carve Color and the B1 Pro Max. Have, we didn't review that one, right?
1: Uh, No, we just actually finalized... Um, our uh, distribution agreement with Big Me, uh, we're not sponsored by Big Me. Big Me's not paying us to say this. We have a distribution agreement, which means we can now sell their products, like we have a Sony agreement, Fujitsu, et cetera. So, uh, as we are fulfilling orders and getting these in to ship to customers at the store uh, branch of Goody Reader, we're also bringing in the samples. And coming up soon, actually, is going to be the Big Me X6, which is a monstrous brand new 13.3. And we haven't seen any 13.3s except for the Lumi 2 and the Quaderno. And that's that's it. I mean, there's like not even a handful of 13.3s right now.
0: Uh yeah you're right and um I think 13.3s are are an interesting product category because for one there isn't that many out there and that's yeah. primarily just because of the price point you know most the, right. 13.3s mm-hmm. aren't cheap you know and I think that's why like a lot of companies don't really target that segment because although it, it, there's very few on the market that it's a lot of people find it's critical with their workflow, with their business, or, um, you know, I know a lot of companies like law firms and in the educational space, That want 13.3s, you know, distributed amongst, like, either faculty or to students because it will read, like, A4 documents, which are basically the same size as a standard piece of paper, 8.5 by, like, 11. That's
1: the only, yeah, that's the only screen size that'll fit A4. 10.3s are A5. It will not fit a piece of paper. So if you're in the medical field and you actually need to look at someone's charts in its full form without cropping or uh, any sort of um, clipped edges, the only thing is 13.3. And that's where they started. Law firms, medical institutions, uh, production studios way back in 2013.
0: Uh, Yeah, totally. So one thing that is pretty interesting that I found is I've been doing some research on, uh, Kaleido three. Oh, right. Yeah. You
1: did a, uh, did an article there.
0: Yeah. So I know that we've been talking about like big me and, and, and their sort of devices and stuff like that, but we haven't really talked about like what other people's plans are. And, mm-hmm. you know, we can't really talk about what other people's plans are until we talk about Kaleido 3, which is like sort of the next generation of e-paper.
1: Right. Are you queuing me, or do you want to talk about it? Uh, yeah. <laughs> I can talk about it. Um, oh, okay. Yeah, uh, well, you know, when we went to that uh, trade show in Tokyo, and that's like from the guys that have and make Kaleido, um, they had Kaleido 2 versus Kaleido 2.5. And then we were like, whoa, what's this? Is this bridging into 3? And remember, we saw that sheet that we weren't allowed to show, but we were allowed to talk about, which is weird. Kaleido 3, and as you found out yourself, yourself, Michael, through um, your connections, that it was supposed to be released in the summer of last year, but it got delayed. That's correct,
0: Yeah, so why was it delayed? Well, it was primarily due to the pandemic. You know what I mean? Like, the pandemic, I think, was crazier last year than it is sort of at the you know first two months of this year it's kind of like slowed right. down like hospital cases have slowed down the amount of people getting it a lot of like things are easing up but that's right you know, early like late like you know sort of like mid 2020 early you know early 2021 uh e-ink had planned to release this but you know they really couldn't because for one there was an epd shortage and Um, because uh, their largest factory in China was shut down for about the last like 12 months consecutively and so you know they couldn't go back to work they couldn't manufacture enough EPDs at that factory so they had to offset the manufacture of EPD displays which is electronic paper displays uh to Taiwan and to the U.S. so they sort of had to open up you know they they have one production line in each of those two countries and they had to open up an additional one in order to meet demand and so they they finally have been able to like meet demand as of like a couple of months ago like late November right. so Now that they got the EPD situation sorted out, they have to get the factory in China going. But I think that they'll probably announce Kaleido 3 at SID Display Week uh, happening in San Jose in May. So that's generally like where they sort of, you know, uh, E-Ink is sort of like, you know, one of the big sponsors of SID Display Week. So this is sort of like an annual event that talks about, you know the latest advances in screen technology there's a lot of right. like you know major players sort of that are like that sort of like run it um you know like 3m uh corning the people that make gorilla glass uh samsung display lg display uh, there's like a bunch of other companies that are sort of in that space but you know so Kaleido Three is sort of like the third generation of color e ink technology. We don't really know what's what's going into it yet, because everybody like. So I've talked to a number of companies in the e reader space that have plans to release color e readers, and they all said that it's probably going to happen, sort of Q three Q four of twenty twenty two. So. What, what's mm-hmm. what's q3 peter
1: uh well december uh, uh december uh, uh november october so then it would be july august
0: september okay so yeah july August. so anytime between right. yeah. like july yeah. and like sort of the end of september is probably like yeah. when commercial products will be announced uh pre-orders being taken and then the, the final devices will be like announced later so Yeah, I mean, we really don't know what's going into the tech because uh, E-Ink hasn't said anything about it yet. But what would you like to expect, Peter, from Collider 2 going into Collider 3? What do you see as the drawbacks? And what do you see as what E-Ink has to do?
1: That's a tough one because right now, it's not a problem. There's no problem with refresh because remember, Color E-Ink uses the panel the e-ink panel at the bottom and there's an array filter on top. So it was a myth that we actually busted that people said color draws more battery and it makes the device slower. That's not true at all. It has nothing to do with anything because the panel, if I can just show you with some scrap pieces of paper, whoops, so here's an EPD, the panel, of the electronic paper. They put a color filter on top of it like that. This doesn't draw power from the actual e-ink screen, thus slowing it down. That's not what happens. So speed's not an issue, which was a lot of people's concerns. They're like, oh, color's slower. It's not. One of the concerns was that right now they weren't able to turn off the color array filter, which means the device uses color to create white. How do you create white from colors, light blues, a little bit of pale green, some brown sprinkled in there. So the backgrounds always looked kind of stone blue with a little bit of gray. It was never a white experience, like a paper white or anything like that. So that was the biggest thing, is that the color background, when you look at the black text, you're like, okay, black text. You look at the background, you know, a a millimeter to the right, you're like, that's pretty gray and dull. So there's three things they really have to work on, in my opinion, is the overall resolution, because as you have dug into the um, into the depths of the e-reader world, Mike, you'll know that e-ink resolution on color is like 100, 112 max, which is nothing. It's really small. They need to up the resolution. They need to degrade the background for a better contrast. And uh, I was going to say one more thing, I'm thinking. They need to potentially find a way to turn off the color array filter like Onyx almost did with the poke 2 which was kind of like a concept item that made it out into the public because they could turn off the color ray filter with x mode so that's the kind of conundrum right now is just to clean it up if they don't do any one of those three things better resolution uh better blacks and whites or turn off the color ray filter they don't do any one of those how is it going to be any different what's what's the why bother so that's what I'm thinking on that.
0: Yeah, I mean, they, you know, PPI obviously has to be upgraded. Yeah. Um, you know, if you, I would probably say around like 200s, like they need to do at least. Like, because uh, good if luck, you yeah. see, if you look at like 10.3s and, 13.3s it's usually like about 227 ppi is like what it maxes out at for black and white so if you can have color at that ratio then it would be like almost like a one-to-one in terms of like how many? You know the 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 resolution of the color. It wouldn't look yeah. washed out. Like because color, Kaleido kind of looks washed out right now on large it larger was. devices. On smaller devices, it still looks pretty good. Like seven point eight to about six, like six or like high sense phones, like yeah. five
1: point eight four. I was gonna say, yeah, it's so condensed on a high sense phone that surprisingly, high sense phones from a uh like a um. An overall refined perspective is probably the best. Second would be uh, the ink pad color with the sunken screen, because there's no garbage on top of the screen. It's just your just the screen. Probably the ink pad color looks the best. Out of like, you know, pound for pound, it's the largest screen with the best resolution and the best appeal. Everything else is just not looking that great. The Nova 3 color, it's so-so. Uh, the 10.3s, although... It is in color. The Big Me, to their credit, doesn't look that great because I mean you're <laughs> you can only blow up 100 ppi so much until it gets to the point where it's like this is this is blurry. It's like you zoomed in on paint.
0: Yeah. What I noticed was that the the Big Me uh, carve color it was actually using 127 ppi on the color. Yeah. Something's happening. Um, See that? So, Something's they happening. developed their own accumulated color optimization processing technology to display a wider gamut. So, it Say that 6 times in yeah, a row. Yeah, so they they sort of like <laughs> developed their own sort of engine that actually pumped out tw- one you know, 27 PPI. Uh, extra out of e-ink Kaledo. so it is possible via software to increase the like the ppi on khalido so yeah. hopefully e-ink will be able to pre- you know present like a more optimized like api engine to like increase like the ppi but yeah i mean they really need to you know for one making e-readers aren't cheap like we've peter you know and i've yeah. talked about making e-readers like a sort of like a modern generation of e-readers for a long time and it's like the barrier of like cost you know you really have to spend anywhere between one and you know about three million dollars u.s at the very least to like um to manufacture screens like the the the, chassis, uh, the You know, the internal components, the RAM, the processor, the battery and everything like that. It's like, you know, between three and both four million dollars to just make a thousand plus units if you want to make.
1: And that's not counting logistics, paying tax when you receive things, uh, accounting for loss, chargebacks, people stealing, people losing things. It is a staggering amount of money. And that's why the industry sees white label so much Big Me white labels out to people. iReader white labels out to more people than you would Onyx imagine. Books. Remarkable. Onyx books, face note. iReader has been lurking in the background as this mega giant in the e-reader world that refuses to expand globally. But in, it's funnily enough that they're actually producing globally for other people, like nibs and, and pens and devices and screens. And it's just crazy, all these companies. And Quirk Logic, which we were talking about in chat here a second ago, someone was like, well... Quirk Logic's 13.3, Stephen Prosser said, and I'm like, "You're correct, but remember, they're just using old shells from 6 years ago on the RP1. They didn't develop anything. In fact, Quirk Logic, no discredit to them, but they they're strapped for cash in the grand scheme of things. They didn't have 4 million dollars to slap on the table, so they bought blank shells in a blank box with blank pens. There are no Quirk Logic la- labeling or logoing on any of their products. Anything, it's a just, you open it up, it's a brown cardboard box with a blank device on it. So that was their way to, there's like, that was the only way. It was either like, okay, $100,000 for blank shells or millions of dollars to build something from the Yeah, up. and they're it's like, like impossible. Yeah, we'll, we'll go with the blank Yeah, they're, they're, they're
0: basically using the Sony DPT-RP1 uh, for, yep. for like the internals and the screen, but they, to Everything. their credit, they developed like a pretty good like software experience. Yeah. Did like, you
1: see that? It's like educational Yeah. Based, there's screen, screen sharing, options, sharing. It's, all fast. it's
0: like if we have like five cork logics like in a room. And I'm drawing something in real time. Everyone right. else's quirk logic is like mirroring what I'm doing in real time. And it works great with like the quirk logic, uh, the whiteboard that they have. Um, they have, we've never reviewed it because it's like a 50 50 That's inch right. like the, digital um... whiteboard. So if, if you can imagine in like a school or business setting, they have this huge whiteboard on screen and I'm drawing on it and, and in real time, everyone's quirk logic is like updating what the person yeah. on the whiteboard is doing. So it's like, it's great for schools and businesses because, like, it's, like, a, a collaborative enterprise-level, like, system. So, that that's with that.
1: Without searching, do you know what the name of it is? I can't remember. The like Quarry or something. Ah, Quilla. Yeah. Surprisingly. I don't know where they got that. Did they get that from Rico? No. Where did they They, get they that? built
0: that, like, literally, like, five years ago or less.
1: Oh. Right, but I wonder. Okay, I, I mean, I, I find it difficult that a company who would choose six year old hardware to make their main device would be able to have the capacity to create something of an immensely large scale from the ground up Uh, but i i haven't seen that form factor the quilla the big one in question anywhere else so they could have just been like biding their time with the small 13.3 that they just grabbed from sony and they're like ah we've we finally built this in the background. You know, this is what we wanted, the Quilla. This is this is what we aimed for. It could be that, but um, I'm thinking they white-labeled it, but I don't want to say anything. On yeah, I,
0: we, I, I, I just honestly don't know because it, it's always yeah. been like a very niche product. I mean, what, it costs like $5,600 US?
1: I, I think it's... Yeah, I think it's on sale for 5 grand US. And because of the scale of the box, the size, the weight, just how unwieldy it is, we're not even able to get a sample because there's no way they're like, "Oh, yeah, we'll ship this to you for like $900 freight and then we'll we'll take it back after you guys do a couple of vids." Like there's not even any way for us to logistically get our hands on it. There's no And, like,
0: way. how are, you know, with our camera set up, how are we going to, like, do, like, a 50-inch display? Like a...
1: Well, you just back everything up and uh, just stand against the wall. But the it, th- that's not the worst uh, issue. The, the issue is, is getting one from them and them saying, okay, we'll ship you a $5,000 product and hope nothing goes wrong and UPS bends it or something, you know? So there's just a lot of uh, problems yeah. with that, which is why... We 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 covered that Ricoh device, that forty something inch ink, and they're just kind of like, it's not that we don't trust you. It's just that you can imagine how difficult it is for us to send samples willy nilly of five six thousand dollars products to all corners of the world. You know, one to South Africa for review, one to Spain for review, and it's like, it's not easy to just be like five thousand dollars, five thousand dollars, <laughs> five thousand dollars. So that's why typically these gigantic units we don't get samples
0: for nobody does really so let's peter let's 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 look at some history here mm-hmm. as you know we we've been to cs and like uh, to a lot of industry events over the years we you know we saw some interesting products from you know pixel qui uh when we saw that in taiwan when it first launched we were at ces when they announced like the bridgestone e-reader uh a
1: tire company making e-readers i how did that even come across the desk who said
0: that (laughs) so let let's let's take a look down memory lane if you will and uh Look at some of the, the companies that have come and gone. If you look at the e-reader industry as a whole, you know, it, it basically started with, like, the Kindle when it came out in, like, 2007. That sort of kicked off, like, the modern ebook and e-reader revolution. There was e-readers before, like, the Sony and the Rocket Book, yeah, But, I mean, you know, they were using, like, you know like the the rocket was using like an lcd display you know I'm,
1: well that, yeah see that was the thing you're right like the RocketBook was the first one to use an ebook reader but it was a tft monochrome but sony predated kindle two and a half years um with e-ink right sony's been the longest and most current long longest lasting e-ink um uh, user of products for like 18 years That's right so
0: but i mean the reason why I don't really discount those is because you couldn't buy books on the device. And, you and can't, so. Yeah,
1: and no one knows them. Yeah.
0: I mean, what the Kindle did, which which is why I say they kick started the, uh, the, you know, the yeah, reader resolution maybe. because uh, revolution is because they were able to have a device that had a bookstore on it and you could. Buy books on, on with the with the e-reader itself. I mean, it, there you know it was like four or five hundred dollars when it first came out, but it really sort of showed people what these handheld e-readers were capable of. And once like the Kindle had released uh, like a couple generations, you know that prompted Kobo to get into business, Barnes and Noble to get into yeah. business. Like they got into business a few short years after the original Kindle, so e-ink screens we talk a lot about e-ink because obviously virtually 95 percent of all e-readers are using an e-ink panel on them you know yeah. uh whether it's kaleido it's still using e-ink because it's e-ink is yeah. kaleido but they're using like you know e-ink carta like layers on top of that as well but e-ink wasn't always the not as they are today there was literally a ton of companies that were all vying for a piece of this e-reader revolution because, you know, before Barnes & Noble ever made a device, before Kobo had ever made a device, there was all these competing technologies that were all vying either for their business or for business in China making e-readers or in specific markets in the world. So I thought we should like dive into like a little historical type of thing and uh, check some of it out. So the first one company, Peter, I want to talk about is Plastic Logic. We we've seen their technology around. Uh, the company's been involved in business for you know e-paper displays for like twenty years, but you know they don't really have any commercial success stories. They're they're in two thousand ten they tried to release their Q e-reader, spelled Q U E, but it, nobody really bought it, and it was like shelved as one of those like you know antiquated notions of of what an e-reader was possible of so they haven't really done anything of note over the years like they've gotten hundreds of millions of dollars of investment from e-ink and 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 shady russian state organizations and stuff like that where like the people that actually gave plastic logic money were all like sent either to the gulags or were like arrested so it was like this big like conspiracy thing where all the people that gave plastic logic money ended up like in jail so in twenty twenty, they tried to target smart wearables, and this was like they did do some commercial products. They didn't do it themselves, but like their like e paper was found in a sailing jacket, uh, in a smartwatch, and a credit card. So, yeah, the next company I want to talk about is Clear Inc. We've seen their technology a lot. Um, they they've demoed things from color e readers to uh, color smartwatches they've done a few interesting things but they've been in the business for 10 years and have never really released a commercially viable product so right. they've raised money nonstop as well sort of like plastic logic hundreds of millions of dollars from uh, lenovo and all these like you know, Chinese companies that were, like, just, like, pouring money. If you can think about it, like, basically Plastic Logic and Clear Ink were, like, black holes. It's just, like, throwing money and it just went into a black hole and you, they never saw, nobody's ever saw anything. It was just basically money pits. So, what you know what's happening with clearing well they eventually got bought out in 2020 by a series of chinese investments and basically disappeared into china and we haven't heard anything since so at least the original founders of clearing got their golden parachute you know the 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 ceos the original founders like they got paid finally but they never actually did anything um next company miracell So this is a company that we actually had some experience with because we, uh, Oh, the kill. That's right.
1: That's right.
0: So we actually reviewed that on our YouTube channel way back on the day.
1: Holy moly. You know what? I think before we, uh, and yes, we, everyone did have ourselves a little business acquisition Merger ourselves back in the day a very small scale, but uh, we actually bought out shoppy readers that little um, store way back when and uh, Then we just took over and we are shoppy readers until we moved into goodie reader We were selling the Kyobo mirror sale. we were like is this concept is it? Oh, oh, it's it's real and that was one of our first um, uh, distribution agreements that you got through like an eBay seller that you contacted and they're like oh yeah i'm in korea i have kyobos and we're like can we buy them and they're like yeah and we're like oh oh so this is how you do business and then, you know granted this is like 2011 or something when we were just starting right so uh we were learning the ropes and everything but uh yeah that's right they did have a product
0: yeah so it was like wow. uh when did it come out it came out like I- i'm gonna say 12.
1: I'll, lo- I'll look it up on our channel here because it'll be there. We have all of our videos. Kyobo. So the Kyobo Miracell full review. Oh, 12, exactly. Uh, June 18th, 2012, we did a review. (laughs) I think this is when we were a basement operation, and I think we did this review on your coffee table on like a placemat or something.
0: (laughs) Yeah, if you look at (laughs) it. You're like,
1: grab a placemat.
0: I mean, when we started on YouTube, we didn't have any Uh, frames of reference. Because, like, you know, I think we started in, like, 2009. And, like, there really wasn't, like, you know, 1080p cameras were not even the norm yet. You know, it was all just, like handheld camcorders or like you know A yeah, yeah that 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 was basically right. it like you didn't you didn't really have like the canon cameras yet wow. that could shoot like 1080p like unless you wanted to spend 10,000 dollars but uh yeah. you know we started really small and like you know yeah. and we sort of just like grew from there as like e-readers became more and more popular
1: i think at one point i remember shooting at your place and we were so small that we were like quick there's still light because we were just we were just depending on the sun going by your place before we we're like why don't we get studio lights we we're just like no the sun is still here like a bunch of Amish people it was hilarious <laughs> man Oh jeez, humble beginnings. Yeah.
0: Um, oh, unlike Miracel, um they oh. were he actually was conceptualized and inspired by blue morpho butterflies, which reflect light oh, wow. using nanoscale structures on their wings that cause incoming light waves to interfere with one another, reflecting only specific wavelengths. So uh qualcomm bought this technology from this guy in 2004 for 170 million dollars um they released a few products uh the kyobo what you know the, it wasn't released by them but this technology was licensed to uh the Kiobo, uh to Ki- the kyobo which is like a bookstore in south korea and then they just That's released right. it as the kyobo miracell they tried to, you know, they basically didn't have any luck with e-readers. You know, one company ever using their technology. So, uh, they released the Talk smartwatch, which actually is on our YouTube channel. Because we were actually at CES when they actually unveiled what? it. Yeah, it's called a TOK smartwatch.
1: Whoa, yeah, you're right. Yep. Cool. Okay, very nice. Nice.
0: I have a pretty good memory of, like, tech that, like, we reviewed, like, 10 years ago. Like, the 14 years ago. Uh, So, it was, like, uh, you know, they developed it but didn't really release it. They did a concept smartphone. um, But in 2013, Qualcomm announced that Miracel would be discontinued. They basically lost $300 million on, like, the current, like, operation. Um, Next, let's talk about Liquivista. So, uh this technology using it uses electro-wetting technology. Uh it's basically like a type of like LCD type of panel, um similar to like monochrome stuff. Uh but in its time it basically was easy for factories to use it because um it uses l- uh, liquid crystals that use a different fill so you could easily take like a factory that makes lcd displays and and just edit it slightly to make their technology which was like the big draw behind it so um it was originally created by Philips r&d it was bought in sam by samsung in 2011 it was then reacquired by its original founders and then bought by amazon like Five or six years ago, and uh, wait.
1: So Phillips was the brains behind. Yeah, it? they
0: originally made it.
1: The, g- the guys that make those stereo systems and DVD players. Yeah, well, they they were the genius minds behind Liquid. I thought it was. uh I didn't know. I, I was two steps behind where you just said it came from. I only knew like the chain of command from here. Not Phillips was the the source. That's
0: impressive. Yeah, I mean, I okay. guess what Phillips wanted to do is like. If you could imagine, like all their LCD, like LCD, like panels, like on their, like on their ghetto blasters and, like you know, their 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 Walkmans and, like um, you know, all of their devices, right? They wanted to try to like use this new technology to replace like all the low quality LCD screens and stuff. Yeah, no, that's true. So. Uh, you know bought by Samsung Samsung never did anything with it and then it was like right. sold to like Amazon and Amazon actually built some infrastructure in like Belgium and some other countries to like um, you know they, they hired like executive team to like bring Liquivista to market and like everybody reported on this you probably remember. I yeah, like yeah. everybody was, ta- was everybody was talking movie. about it. Like uh but Amazon yeah. never did anything with it. Everyone kind of thought that oh, the future of Kindles will be Liquid Vista. The future of Kindle Fires yeah. will be Liquid Vista. Cuz then instead That
1: would have been interesting. It
0: would have because instead of like, yeah. you know, You know, Amazon, like, licensing all this, like, technology for their screens, they could have, you know, they could have owned the technology that went into the screens. So, you know, if they would have used that on Kindles instead of E-Ink, if they would have used this on, like, Kindle Fire devices instead of, like, LCD panels, they would have saved a ton of money on, like, licensing fees to E-Ink, buying the panels, and then buying the, like, uh, different panels for their Fire devices because they would have been able to just, like, do all of that in-house, But, you know, if you look at the greatest things in Amazon, they make way more money with, like, AWS, like, Amazon Web Services than they do Kindles or, you know, Fire tablets. And I think they kind of realized that where as many e-readers as Amazon sells a year, which they've never disclosed how many they do, but generally it's probably about, they sell about a million plus uh, Fire and Kindles a year. If you look at, you know, um, there's, like, display organizations that track tablet sales and amazon's usually about like number four uh, in the global you know in, in the global sales for tablets. It's usually like Samsung and like Apple and usually Amazon's like three or sometimes four. They sort of like dip, but they tend to like sell pretty well like a million units like a quarter for like their fire tablets. And you gotta think that probably they sell more e-readers than fire tablets because they're cheaper, right? Like e-readers like are like $99, $69 like on sale fire tablets generally you're paying anywhere between like 119 to about like three or four hundred dollars right uh, depending on right. like if you're getting like a 10 inch and decking it out and stuff like that um so yeah that's the story on Miracell and Liquivista uh and, and we talked about this bridgestone you know when you think of bridgestone what do you think
1: how are these guys in the offices going to work Getting some coffee, going to the water cooler. You know, he finally sits down at his desk and someone just puts a piece of paper and they're like, well, I know we're a tire company. Yeah. So what should we do? More tires. Nope. Nope. Screen tech. And it's like, wait, what? (laughs) That has literally nothing to do with anything at all. Uh, That was a surprise. That was really weird.
0: So uh, Bridgestone and... Two, in about 2008 to about 2010, yeah. developed QR LP, uh, uh, LPD technology, which stands for quick response liquid powder display, not power display, powder display. Oh,
1: I thought you made a mistake. Nope. Actually, powder? Uh, okay.
0: So they created it through a joint par- a, like partnership between Bridgestone and Vivitech. And it's basically a screen and logic controller system for e-readers uh, low power right. condu- some low power consumption which interesting this it was capable of displaying 4096 colors EA kalido that's what the exact amount of colors that it could display and in in, you know in the last two or three years so from when this technology was developed in 2010 it can display as many colors as we're seeing today in 2021
1: um yeah it's it's it was a shock to to hear that Bridgestone had anything to do with it, and that it wasn't half-assed. It was definitely like
0: we saw it. it was, if you, it, yeah, we I actually have videos trying. on our, our channel. So if you look at I if remember. you look at if you search our channel for Bridgestone, we actually showed an eight-inch device and a twenty-one-inch device. Um, yeah, that would have been
1: really interesting if they just teamed up with someone to just get over the hurdle and uh, release a viable product because.
0: Well, Unfor- unfor- a huge unfortunately, company. even Bridgestone wasn't able to find anybody to buy this technology. Yeah. So right. e- although it was created in 2010, it was, the company discontinued their e-paper business in 2012. Can you imagine uh. spending all of that money? Like if we've learned anything about all the companies we've talked about so far. Hundred, you know hundreds of millions of dollars lost you know you got to think that Bridgestone yeah. easily lost like 50 to 100 million on this whole endeavor and and they just yeah. they, they've closed their businesses like within a few years of, of of doing it you know I mean Bridgestone canceled it really early like you know Miracell like Plastic Logic's still going but and with Clear Inc is like it, they're an x factor but there's been so many of these yeah. companies that like developed it and then like everything was just like shut down within a few years uh
1: was that the last one on your list by no. the way because uh, oh, okay, I, I was i was gonna I, I, say something but yeah, I, I have only, a i
0: hard. have a huge list but i'm only gonna talk about a few of them
1: yeah only do a couple more because uh i wanted to kind of give some context to all this when you're done your your uh spotlight right was.
0: so probably the most famous one is pixel Cui. um oh yeah the one laptop per child program you guys probably heard about that um it was like pixel Cui technology like laptops you know they originally were trying to uh get these all done uh in africa you know as you know you guys may have recalled hurrying about it you can just like simply google it um but uh the notion inc adam actually used the pixel kui technology which actually we reviewed on our youtube channel
1: uh, i was just searching for that because i was like when you said pixel kui or or chi depending on where you are in the world i was like didn't we have something we we we, we interviewed we had, them yeah, in taiwan had- and we talked to the talked um, to the yeah we
0: talked to the founders uh Mary Lou Jepsen right. and like her husband which actually they they yeah. co-ran the company together uh Mary Lou Jepsen works for like Google X now I think like for oh, for wow. like the Google's moonshot program uh okay. yeah but basically um they started in 2008 uh, they had 15, uh, they, they, they basically had shipped over 3 million displays, uh, for laptops as part of their one laptop per child program is mainly sent to Africa. and, And this was all done in 2012. Um, they were shipping, you know, thousands of tablets every month. Uh, but you know, they, they basically just hit a peak and faded into obscurity they never really officially closed but i know the tech was like sold like to like two or three different companies over the years they tried to do something with it but barely anyone remembers their name uh their old domain name uh is run by an seo content farm Oh, um inventions, kent displays um i'm not gonna like read into everything that they did but they their technology powers the boogie boards and all the boogie board clones
1: oh yeah 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 i wonder if they have any tie into the very few units like the um the the uh uh the kaite slates that we do because they're the only ones that don't use that weird black magnet rainbow thing that the boogie boards use yeah But they use the black and white reversed polarity ones that if you draw on a kaite, it ends up being black rather than the absence of you striking away the magnets on a boogie board. So I wonder if they have or have had any play in what the kaite slates were because those kaite slates were, were and still to this day one of the weirdest kind of anomalies we've seen because not a lot of magnet boards do that. A pure white paper background with black magnet text very strange
0: yeah it's like one of those like products that are like you can buy them for like 50 bucks on amazon or less they're cheap yeah Yeah.
1: they're 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 pretty cheap
0: um cypix you guys may not recall them uh i don't even know who yeah they basically like uh (laughs) the pen uh i think we reviewed this but the pen digital Remember the pan digital like devices? Oh, I remember that. Yeah. So yeah. they were using that. Uh, they also was it was on the Hanlin A6 and Hanlon A9. Um, it was basically the competition at that time were between CyPix and E Ink that was using their Bizplex technology, which was on the original Kindle uh, and things like that. And uh, E Ink ended up buying them out, and you know basically looking at all those like major companies like like qualcomm like amazon Mm -hmm. samsung bridgestone it's like nobody can make this work the only companies that actually made something work in like you know the modern era like the last two or three years dalian dalian good displays but ds slurry
1: oh yeah and good displays didn't even make it but they're kind of spearheading right but yeah they're um, sort of spearheading like
0: the you know selling the displays and like uh doing like demo units with like totally just like shells and internal components and everything like it's basically they're doing like the heavy lifting like the marketing the sales and everything like that
1: everything in in the public eye right
0: so this complication like this you know um, what goes into this technology is like very, very complicated. Um, how would you explain it, Peter? I don't want to like talk about oh. the layer of cofferdam on the surface of the yeah, TFT. Uh... You know what I mean? <laughs> Pixel electrodes. You know,
1: it was it was tough. Um, to to keep it simple, I'll give you a backstory of why I'm going to keep it simple. Uh, we talked to everyone in the industry, Wei Feng, who is the absolute source in China, Wei Feng, W-E-I-F-E-N-G, that made this. Good Displays is spearheading it and you know bringing it to the world. Um, and uh, uh, Reinkstone and Top Joy was our first connection to this because we got physical samples there in our office. Uh, we we talked to these guys and we're like, hey, Good Displays and to a lesser extent Wei Feng, who's impossible to get a hold of. How would you explain D-E-S? And they sent us this... Google translated traditional Chinese document and they were like the the negative expenditures of cofferdam end up resulting in positive integers and I was like okay so like what and we were reading it and reading it and we have uh, people that read and write Chinese in our office too and we showed them the Chinese copy and they're like okay so Okay, what? So we all kind of, you know, after months of back and forth, it basically is as simple as we can get it without going into, like, physics and quantum computing. <laughs> E-Ink uses pixels, a grid of pixels, and every single
0: well, Well, they, they use, like, of, capsules, like, b- like yeah, capsules, black and white... Cap- yeah, they use black and white, right. positively and negatively charged, like, particles, but it's, like, black yeah. and white which is why e-readers right, only show black and white and a combination of colors.
1: Right. There's still a, there's still pixels because they're still gridded and it's still PPI, which is pixels per inch, and that's the unit of measurement. So there's still isolated areas of white particles and black, and when they get positively or negatively charged, respectively, they either move up or down. And then when you look at the screen, it becomes an image. With DES, it's this kind of floaty, sloshing tub of just a big bathtub effect. And when something needs to produce, it's like the bathtub like sloshes up and creates an image, but then you get all this like residual stuff. So then when you look down, you're like, this looks kind of stainy and and, like all washed out. I mean, it's very colorful, but the unit itself The technology doesn't seem refined to the point of just having isolated capsules like E-Ink does. This one's just like everything all mixing and mashing around. That's the easiest way we were able to describe it. Because if we say the words cofferdam, 99% of you guys don't even know what that is. We don't even 100% know what that is. So that's why it's just easier to say that E-Ink operates in more of a gridded pixel layout, whereas... Uh, DES slurry technology doesn't it's just a completely kind of open panel way to develop the image and it's not very intuitive it's not very um, it's it's ungraspable of a concept Yeah, hardly
0: anyone's written about the company and like even r- like reaching out to the company itself it's like they have like white like, sh- like you know white like uh, what do they call it uh, well, white paper uh, which basically talks about the specs, like oh, what went yeah. into the creation of the technology, and it's like it's just so convoluted that like no one really has like written about it in a really ill-informed, like a really informed manner about what it is and what it does. Like you know, we can give analogies, like the bathtub type of thing, and how it kind of like sloshes yeah. around, and then it eventually like shows like a, a thing. It's basically like. Each pixel is surrounded by a layer of cofferdom. And, like, you really sort of have to, like, look into, like, what cofferdom is. We haven't really done a too, too, like a ton of research, like, about it. Because there's really only been two commercial products. Like... Uh, I, and they're not even guaranteed to be actually really because they've yet, been you know crowdfunding route. technology you know crowdfunding yep, platforms that, and a lot of right. a lot they're of you it. know they, some people have received them I mean we received demo units and stuff like that uh, but like a lot of people invested in it like nine to ten months ago and still haven't gotten yeah. anything yet. Right. And the company just both of them seem to just be expanding into foreign markets and raising money. Like they're trying to raise money in Japan. Like they're trying to raise, like re- raise additional revenue in all these countries. And there's a lot of shadiness like of all, like around those two companies. And, um, but the technology sound like we've looked at like the ring r one and the top joy yeah. butterfly. They have a six yeah. inch model and a 7.8. We reviewed like the bigger one. And I mean, it, it I it displays more colors than Ian Kalido one and two. Um the colors look better like we we've done like uh, a video where we looked at clito 2 versus ds slurry and we we, we did that video, yeah, yeah we we did like a i forget what what device we had but we did like clito 1 and the ds slurry device side by side and we showed like same images the same types of books same pdfs and stuff and overall um des could display more colors at a higher ppi um and the color layer could be churned off where you could only show black that and white it's true
1: and that's only yeah, done like because color palette on the floating ball that you can actually toggle it yep and be like i don't want color anymore boom It, it instant doesn't even refresh so in that regard it's funny how you go to a, an email or a browser and it's like blah, 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 and it refreshes like there's running out of like there's no tomorrow, but then you have this amazing cutting-edge technology where you're able to cu- cut 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 off the color, and then it's just like, how are you able to do that so proficiently? But you can't even like refresh a web page. It, it was hit or miss on a lot of things that they were trying to present. Yeah,
0: if you look at it, it's like since there's only been two like two companies out of China that have used this technology, and it's not in the hands of too many people yet. That there really isn't. I I think the best way to take like advantage of DES slurry is through software enhancements because um yeah. you know we we've done like like multi you know we 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 sort of like because this technology was so new and exciting and there was only two companies doing it and they were basically developing it at the same time, we were like talking yeah. to them on a regular basis. We're like, yo, can you, you know, we noticed some of these bugs with the device. Can you fix these? And they were actually super yeah. responsive and fixed them. We did, we fixed did, like, them in like, five or six yeah, we, they fixed them within like three or four days and they're like, here's, here's yeah. a new build. And we're like, oh, you know, these bugs were fixed but this created like more bugs. So we were almost like, like, yeah. unofficial bug testers for them. But we this was because, like, we wanted to see, like, this technology showcased to the public in a manner that was pretty well bug-free and, like, sh- just, like, showed the strengths around, like, you know, DS slurry. Because, really, if you look at the mo- – you know, we talked about all these companies, right? Miracell. Liquivista uh you know um Bridgestone all these companies where their technology didn't go anywhere and then suddenly like good displays markets like a product that is suddenly in all these devices within about less than a year of developing the technology to being showcased in commercial products I mean that's that's pretty awesome you know and that's why i'm excited the
1: panels themselves are real too like if you guys are a little bit taken aback by the fact that reinkstone and top joy and whiskey and all these uh the Wee Wood company trifecta of like you know the unquestionable the questionables th- those companies have nothing to do with the panel the panel of des slurry and the technology made by waifeng and distributed by good displays is a hundred and fifteen percent an actual real thing you could buy it right now you can buy the panels and ship them to your house and be like yeah i got the panel and it would just have some flex cable hanging off because you haven't done software you haven't tooled a piece of plastic to put it in but those are real des exists and it's actually real no one has released anything in a place where you can use your credit card to buy something and receive it and be like this is my new des thing nobody no one has that in a real capacity right now
0: yeah it's like you have to crowdfund it through like these two companies in order to get like a, yeah. a commercial product that's like enclased in a shell that has like ram batteries processors and everything yeah. and like they have like you know a, like a, a like an android like driven operating system so you can sideload apps and stuff but you can't just like go to an e-commerce store like Amazon and Nobody. buy it. it. It's only crowdfunding. And like with, you know, companies that rely on exclusive crowdfunding without having like a store where like new people could just like buy it and it ships out in a couple of weeks, like it might as well not even exist because...
1: It, do- it doesn't exist in that regard. And I was going to say, uh, like Michael was listing all these companies and it's, it's great for the e-reader industry because it's crucial information. It shows what succeeds, what doesn't succeed, what works, what what doesn't work. Why we're talking about all these companies is because there is only one company on the planet Earth you can use your credit card to buy e-paper products and essentially, other than maybe something on eBay that someone developed from the ground up and put it in a shell and is using Raspberry Pi or something like that, it's gonna be e ink holdings. All this pixel key, Pixel Twee, uh Technology, technology, Liquivista. There's nobody that has a commercially packaged retail available product that you can say, mm, that's $2.99 plus taxes $325. Okay, cool. Pay with my credit card. Do 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 hi UPS or FedEx. Thanks for my product. Rip. Oh look, my new Mirasol device 2022. Nobody. Every single thing, from a smartwatch to a thermometer to your price tags in your grocery store to a Rico display that's $7,000 to the car that E-Ink put panels on of a BMW. It's all going to be one company that makes one style of technology. That's why we're talking about all these historical... Uh, uh, companies that tried this, tried that. Money came from here to there and there to there. No one's making anything except E-Ink, period. That's the only company. Everything. And it's it's mind-boggling to think that there's no competitors. It'd be like Coca-Cola makes every soft drink in the world. It, no one else has any chance. Oh, I don't want to do anything because Coca-Cola's there. And it, it's just mind-boggling to think of an industry like that where it's completely just one player in the game.
0: Yep, yeah, like... I think it's because, like, of its pedigree. Like, um, so initial research on E-Ink started at the MIT Media Lab, where the first patent was filed in 1996. And uh, it was sold to PrimeView in 2009, which was just basically, like, that was, like, the start of, like, E-Ink. So, yeah. this was like around like they they, they they've seen has spent hundreds of millions of dollars they spent 200 million dollars just on their color technology like advanced no, color e-paper triton one triton two kalito one colito two they spent 200 million dollars just on those technologies and that doesn't count like visplex pearl pearl hd Carta, Carta hd regal waveform controllers which removes ghosting like you know that's not even counting like the technology that powers the supermarket stuff like spectra you know they develop like an entirely new line of technology just for the like the frozen food aisle because price tags and frozen food like things are different from the ones that are just like sitting on your macaroni and cheese but i mean Out of all the companies that basically started around the same time, you know, E-Ink is probably the only surviving member that has become the largest and most dominant player in in that industry. And all of of these, like, sort of released products at the same time, like Sony did it, Rocketbook did it, and then Kindle used E-Ink, and then everybody started using E-Ink, you know? Like, Because yeah. it was, like, the only technology that was proven, that was economically viable, that was cheap to buy. You know, E-Ink, like, basically, it wasn't that their technology was better than everyone else's. But they had, like, the – they had scale. You know, they, they basically had factories in Taiwan that were just pumping these out. And then they expanded right. into China and had, like, four production lines in China. So they were basically uh, – be able to outproduce produce and outprice everybody and they just had a gangster marketing division you know what i mean like I that's their strongest like asset is being able to just convince anybody who wanted to enter the e-reader industry you have to use our technology you know it's
1: and it still holds true yep 17 years later essentially you can say oh well there's all these other technologies that do this kind of reflectivity and have this level of efficiency it's like All right, go make something. Okay, I will. Uh, Okay, this company and that company, I want your tech. And E-Ink's just like, how's that going? Are you good? you released something yet? Oh oh, no, how about buy some E-Ink panels? We have everything ready for you. We can tool your devices for you. And that's why to this day, almost decades later, they're still the only guys because of that, because of what Michael said. They're already there, they're present, they're ready, they have infrastructure. There's, there's just no question. Anyone that comes and goes, we made two hundred million dollars in research. It's like, well, sure, but that didn't lead to actually releasing something that someone can buy, that someone can review, that someone can hold. Concepts at trade shows aside, there's no other company.
0: Yeah, and that's the thing about yeah. everybody on this list. Like Pixelque, I think was basically the only company that actually shipped out hundreds of thousands That's to right. millions of products yeah. you know but they were it's shipping crazy. laptops to african countries not something that yeah. like us like you know north american people or like the western world would even be aware of you know because it's right. just it didn't really make the news here one laptop per child you probably have heard of that and that was pixel qui and uh, basically you know they were popular for like maybe three or four years and just basically disappeared after that they didn't have stain power whereas with um, you know clear ink and Miracell, liquid vista bridgestone um you know all, like all these companies they didn't have really have the manufacturing side figured out they had like the prototyping and the cool minds and like the brain power to come up with all this tech but to bring it to market, they didn't have factories where they could say mass produce it and say, "Oh, you already do business with e-ink? Well, we can offer it to you at half the price because we have we yeah. have scale." You know, they they couldn't they couldn't do that. They were basically like no they were they basically hunting around for clients to buy their technology before they had the infrastructure to even make it. That, that's that's right. you know, if yeah. you were. If I was gonna make an e-reader and somebody quoted me like, you know, this tech is like amazing. It could like display double the amount of e-ink and stuff. It's like, okay, I'll buy, I'll buy three hundred units as like an evaluation. Oh, it's not gonna be ready for four years,
1: <laughs> or it is ready and they're like, oh, you want three hundred units? Okay, well that'll be nine hundred dollars per panel. And it's like, <laughs> wait, wait, wait. E-Ink's only charging $80 per panel. And they're like, oh, well, you know, we're smaller scale. It's like, well, then I'm going with E-Ink. That's what's happened a lot in our industry as well, is that, as we said, E-Ink's already ready so that when other players even, even have the idea of being able to entertain shipping units out, the costs are higher because they have limited staff, they're newer in the game, they're smaller, and they rely on higher... MOQs, really uh, minimum order quantities, a lot. Whereas E-Ink can get away with, yeah, you can buy a hundred pieces. You don't have to buy a million pieces from us. Whereas these smaller companies are like, we hope you can place a gigantic order because we need money to fund making them and we need to get paid first so we can make them and then give them to you. And that's why no one has survived, except for, well, actually not even survived. No one has made anything. Except I do have to, now that we've talked about it, I do have to give a shout out to uh, Kilbo Miracell because they did, for a good six months, they were producing, manufacturing, and shipping consumer available products through a couple retailers. Uh, South Korea has basically been the only guys to have anything retail available for a purchasable amount in the world other than e-ink, the Kyobo So It was a real product. We had several of them. We used to buy and sell them ourselves. And um, they lasted a very short time.
0: They did. It's like their their shelf life was like pretty small. It's I think it's because yeah. like you look at E-Ink and they've like constantly innovated over the years from VisPlex to Pearl to Carta and now and, and beyond, you know. Uh, whereas like everybody else on this list basically had the first generation of their technology and they never really refined it into like you know, multiple generations, and that's why they've all failed. You know, like uh, Plastic Logic, Pixel Queen, uh, Bridgestone, Liquivista, uh, Clear Ink. They only had. One type of technology that was sort of like version one, and they never refined it past the version one. They just had, they just basically repurposed oh, no one's buying our e inks, let's our, our e paper displays. Let's pivot to smart wearables. Let's pivot towards this. Let's pivot towards that, you know, and it's like nothing stuck. And it's like, you know, they e ink was like the only company that basically ever, like, ever basically refine their technologies over time from multiple generations which was like an easy trail to follow and you know that's you know manufacturing the scale and refining technology those were like two of the main reasons why all those companies failed and why e-ink is like basically the only game in town when it comes to e-paper displays nowadays so That's it'll right. be interesting to see in like five years from now what DS Slurry is doing or you know. they're the
1: only guys doing exactly what you said: yep. regular updates refining the products and you know reaching out to do you know albeit as questionable as they may seem reaching out and distributing Their screens and technology to people trying to make something, because in the in the past sixteen months, that's the only other competing technology anywhere right now is des Yes, but I mean uh,
0: it's coming up as we've been in business for like twelve or fourteen years. uh, I don't even know how long it's been. We started in like two thousand and nine
1: uh yeah yeah uh yeah 2009 and then youtube videos like early 2010 yeah so
0: how many years has that been
1: well like 12 13 okay
0: so as you know Peter and I have seen all this technology that we've talked about today with our eyes, like anywhere from like 2010 to about like 2015. So we've seen companies with promising technologies that have been in commercial products before. So hopefully good displays is not a pixel queen or like a plastic logic or like a like a mirror cell where you know we saw a few products we got really excited about the technology does it does DS slurry have stain power that's something that we can't we can't answer today but maybe we can answer in like 5 years from now if more products use their technology or if the ring stone and top joy were the only companies ever to use their technology so you know it's too early to tell but yeah that's the story of where in the world you know did all these e-paper companies go? And, you know, we've talked about this for a while. Uh, Is there any questions from chat or anything like that?
1: Uh, People are really talking amongst themselves. It's fantastic. Uh, Ace of Base is here. And Kevin Bossy, a resident pro, who's probably more knowledgeable than us, is just killing it in the chat. Um, You guys are a very good community that's very knowledgeable. And I think they're just kind of supporting each other. Uh, Yossi Felder was like, uh, there should be an E-Ink flip phone. And I was like, yeah, that's kind of cool. That's that's pretty cool because there's a lot of people that are like construction workers and people that have to go on location and they don't want smartphones because they're typically, they don't last a day. They're hard to use. They're brittle, they're fragile. Whereas a rugged flip phone, it's like, you know, I just throw that thing around. Um, yeah, you know, uh, phones are, uh, E-Ink is everywhere. It's absolutely everywhere. And it's, uh, like we said, it just, it, it appeared on a car the other day and it was just like, that's, that's something I, I would just bet my life on that would never happen, and it did. It's on bus schedules, it's on elevators, it's on gross. It, I would never think e-ink would have anything to do with buying a bag of apples, but it does. Oh. And it's everywhere, man, like thermometers. Uh, I got 3 e-ink watches behind me. Like, it's just, it's insane. So anywhere there's a screen or something you need to see, you could put e-ink in its
0: place. That's basically what's been happening. So um, what is on, you know, as we as we wrap things up here on the show, what do you what do yeah. you have on your review schedule? What can people expect uh, out of our YouTube channel in the next couple of weeks?
1: Well, I got to actually run into the office and do some voiceovers later today on the iReader Pro Lite, uh, the Lite 2 Pro, which is a very, very nice, lightweight uh, e-reader. And uh, it's really cool. And we just wrapped up the um, uh, Xiaomi Mix Seven, which is a very nice surprise. It's doing very well on our YouTube channel. If you want to check that out, um, did, you pic- Skog- did you send me send me
0: pictures on that yet? Um, I think
1: they're taking some pics. When I get into the office, I can um, send you a uh, email with those because I'm not I'm at home right oh, now. Okay. But um, yeah, uh, we also are going to do the. We got a lot of big me stuff coming. We're we, we want to respect. Our new friends at Big Me by reviewing their products, but we're not going to flood the channel. Like Mike said, we're not going to do the B1, the B1 Max, the B1 Max Plus. Like we're not going to yeah. That. There's we're there's do like X6.
0: seven or eight devices. It's like it's too We many. can pick and choose what we think are the best and most like compelling That's ones.
1: Right. Yeah, um we're gonna do the X6, which is the thirteen point three. We're gonna do the pocket, which is a seven inch. There are no 7 inch devices on the market that have note taking. There's 6.8, Moby Scribe, King Jim Farino, there's 7.8, but there's no 7. What about the Onyx Leaf? There's no note taking on the Onyx Leaf. Uh, yeah, so we're going to uh, bring that in. Um, uh, How King Boyu Collaboration Company is talking about the P10 Pro. That's going to be coming up. Uh, there might be some new stuff from Onyx in the next couple months. Um, and I think. Yeah, we just have some stragglers, like, uh, we've had a lot of requests for. um, Ever since I did that personal video of mine unboxing my Sony phone, everyone's like, oh, do some more stuff on the Sony. It's like, well, maybe. So if we have time, we're going to show off how the Sony Xperia 1 Mark III can not only be utilized as uh, an actual reading device, but remember, the Sony e-reader store still exists in Japan. The one that kind of began it all, the Sony e- eBook store is still alive and well. You can still do it on e-readers in Japan as well. So we're going to show that off if we have some time. Skug and Smartwatch. We've got a lot of stuff on the back end. So just keep staying tuned because there's going to be lots of stuff for everyone. Uh, Mike has uh, kicked off his uh, good news segments again. So every couple other videos has been a, um, a good e-reader news blast. And uh, they're very informative. They're very fun. They're very upbeat. And... Uh, lots of good stuff to check out yeah as
0: you can see like um we have a whole way new of, of doing videos now you know we're using different programs like i've invested in colors like you can see like ambience behind me uh i have like a ring light that i'm using a better camera where i'm shooting in 4k now so um you know peter and i's like or peter and me uh for for these monthly videos you know you could expect Uh, better video quality, like better audio quality. So, uh, that's why I'm taking advantage of like my setup right now to, you know, just take some of the bigger stories like on our news website and do like audio, like a sort of video and audio short form, uh, on our channel. So we can make you guys informed of, um, you know the, the big stories of like the day um and you know what you could expect and they're more of like evergreen content so the articles now will be relevant in a couple of years like hidden tricks of the kobo or hidden tricks of the kindle right. or you know the kindle has a, the kindle keyboard has a secret mind like uh mind uh what is it um what's that like that Minesweeper sweeper game is that called is it called Minesweeper?
1: It is minesweeper. What Kindle has a minesweeper? Yeah, on on the Kindle
0: keyboard. What? Yeah. So it's little stories like that with like cool little things. Um, I do have some breaking news that uh, hallway, hallway, yeah, is. OK, so they just announced the Mate Paper, which is their first ever e-reader and features a 10.3 inch display. Uh, it's compatible with the Huawei M Pencil, which could be used like to draw and take notes and everything like that. So it's a it's a um, uh, it's a digital note taking device. And instead of using uh, Android, it's using Harmony OS, which is like uh, they're sort of like um, you know, operating system, so it's, it's good, it's basically Howie's answer to Android, um, w- it, you know, it has, like, apps, like, on it and stuff like that, uh, the M uh, supports 4096 levels of pre- pressure sensitivity, with, a uh, 26 milliseconds of latency, which is around the same uh, experience as the Remarkable, and, um, Yeah, it's 10.3 inches. We don't know, like, the exact specs yet. Uh, Although it has 4 gigs of RAM, 64 gigs of internal storage, and an 86% uh, screen-to-body ratio. Uh, Fingerprint sensor... Uh, it weighs 360 grams. Uh, We don't know when it will go on sale, but it will cost around $560 like US. So that will be like the price that Howie is charging for it. But uh, it includes the M-Pencil and a folio case for that amount. So... Uh, i'm gonna be writing a story on this on our website so i'll be able to go into this on like more detail um you know look at like the chinese announcement see if uh, there's any video of it and things like that so that's breaking news that just like happened as we started talking about the show so even registry industry yeah. peter it never sleeps
1: It doesn't know if if any indication right when we thought it was slowing down, you know, we hear like, Oh, we have a new iReader, we have a Scoggin smartwatch. It's like, Big Me releases 10 new devices, and we're like, All right, we're gonna be busy, (laughs) we're gonna definitely be busy with that. That's
0: yeah, I mean, mean, the the, it's it's a lot of new stuff, like the uh, what was it, the Mix 7 by who? Uh,
1: Xiaomi Xiaomi, the Mix 7, that was a surprise that it was in English. We received our sample, Xiaomi's like, Hope you enjoy it. We're like oh, thanks, it's going to be Chinese only. No discredit, but it's like everything's Chinese only, these kind of companies. And we're like, oh, language options. Oh, dang, language options with actual options. And it skinned the whole thing. And I was like, oh, what about Baidu and Weibo? I probably can't. Oh, I can uninstall them. And I just put on like um, uh, Instagram Go, Facebook Lite, Chrome browser, and we were just sitting around it. We were like, well, that's kind of cool because – it's, it's the thinnest e-reader ever... On the panel side it's only three millimeters thin which is freaking miserable. i saw it, it, you could
0: thin. like look at like the first 10 or 15 seconds of the video that peter made yeah. that for peter and his team made for the um yeah the review of the mix 7 and he actually shows how thin it is and it's actually it's, it's thin, staggering yeah. how thin it is like um yeah but it is like it it, it is like i i, I it it, bring, it harkens back to like the oasis design it, it basically oh, totally. has the same design design of like the oasis but it's thinner than the oasis and and,
1: but if you looked at it and you squinted your eyes (coughs) you can't see you don't even know what you're looking
0: at yeah so i mean i'm gonna be writing a story on this but we can kind of tease it here in the closing moments of our show is that yeah there's suddenly a big movement with chinese companies to adopt english whereas you know if you if you look at we've reviewed a lot of xiaomi products in the past, and they... The Moan, W7, the Me Reader, two generations of Ink Palm, all Chinese. All Chinese, but now their latest generation stuff that's built in 2022, it's no longer just in Chinese, it's English. And that's just not with that's that right. company. Almost all Chinese companies where we reviewed things in the past to the iReader, to the Tech, to the, um, the Big Me a lot of them now were embracing English on their latest That's generation right. devices. And yeah. they never really publicly disclosed why. And in a lot of cases, it's, it's us talking with them directly. Because we have, you know, as Goody Reader, we're pretty well the only major news website is devoted towards e-readers. Like, you know, we don't-
1: We, we talked to that. Yeah. yeah. I mean, if you guys are a little bit confused about that, we actually like a couple guys in our company that like speak and read Chinese and stuff, they have like the managing directors of BigMe and iReader on WeChat on their phone. So like, you know, when they're sitting around the office and they're just doing this, like they're talking with like, essentially the CEOs of the company being like, hey, you should put English on your stuff. And then they drink their coffee, and it's like, boo, sure. It's like, oh, cool. Like, it's not as simple as yeah, that, but You know what but I, mean? I mean? That kind of stuff happens. You know,
0: it's basically we've made like um, – it, it was important to us that when we review products that are only Chinese-only – uh, it doesn't get the views as the English stuff does. It doesn't get it doesn't. it doesn't get like user engagement either on our reviews on our website or the or the YouTube video. And like we realize that I mean for us for Goodie Reader it's important that we review every single new e reader that comes out in the world. No matter if it's a Chinese only device, whether it's a Taiwanese Taiwanese, whether it's a, a a device that's only released in France for the French market, you're gonna bet your bond dollar we're gonna review it. But at the same time, yes. if it's only it's gonna receive less comments and less engagement if it's if it's locked to a specific region and a specific language. But there's been you know, yeah. with Chinese stuff, we know that a lot of people just don't find that interesting because there's not a lot of Chinese people that watch our our, you know our videos and our review videos and things like that so the average person's not going to find value in a chinese e-reader that's only chinese only but suddenly there's been a concentrated movement of all these chinese companies to branch outside of china and start selling their devices through distributors with english on them and suddenly their newest devices are relevant and interesting to not only us but our audience uh because it's the type of thing that they could buy you know whether it's like the new harmony os like thing by uh uh that's okay by howie uh but you know um you know bigger companies like Xiaomi now are starting to embrace english on their devices which is like mind-blowing because every single one of their device for for uh, ebook readers was chinese now it's english so this is a story that's developing and i'm sort of working on because i I find that this is very interesting but and no one's really disclosed why um is it because we're actually talking to these all these companies like on the daily or every couple weeks and 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 pitching the idea that you know you should run english because it you would you know, right now you're only targeting the Chinese market, which is only a few, you know, like a billion people or whatever. But
1: yeah, but you change that little option to just, oh, push a little tap on your plastic or glass screen. One little tap opens up billions of prospective clients. All you got to do, all you got to do. And that they've been doing it. It's just like, oh, English, boop, English. You have just changed a lot. The amount of work you had to do will result in a lot more of a benefit and an advantage to you than what it costs for you to do a little translation script on your operating system's skin. It changes everything. Yeah. It really Totally, because they're
0: all using Android. So it's, like, so easy to, <laughs> it's so to just, easy. like, unlock one of the s- typical standard Android-like yeah. things that will change the UI and everything else to Android. It won't change, you know, if there's Chinese apps that are pre-installed on the device. Those Chinese characters aren't going to be changed to English, you know, no, but you could just not. delete them all, you know, and and just, you just delete them and all. have like.
1: And another interesting thing about that is that if you look at the Ink Palm Gen 1, Chinese only, you look at the Ink Palm Gen 2, Chinese only, but there is languages and input. Click on it choose your language click on it there's only chinese now but those options have never been there before which means and, and you know what if i was a developer and i had like the the very the, the very absolute raw code of it it probably has visibly you know 110 language for me to choose on but they're only allowing you to see one but those options have never been there before and that's why it's interesting that all these companies are now offering multiple languages even a story tale out of Sweden. They only had Swedish before. You couldn't change it if you tried. Now there's everything in their mom on there. I mean, there's like Farsi. There's I uh, I think Iranian is Farsi. There's like Swahili. You can do uh, Spanish, Portuguese, uh, 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 anything you want. Arab. On there. Arab. So like there's a ton of languages, even on things that are like were once Swedish only. And like storytellers snuck under the radar uh, out of nowhere they're like we have a third gen device we're like geez what? don't just drop that on me we haven't heard from you in a coon's age like why would you do that so uh yeah man like you, seriously like you know i'm not saying english is the best language in the world because we speak english but not only is it our main demographic of, uh, demographic of, of uh listeners but It's the most prominent language in the world. You can argue that all you want, but you don't go to Germany and there's, like, you know, Indian characters written under the street signs. It's going to be English. Everything's going to be English. Changing your little, tiny, already-made-for-you Android operating system to choose English changes everything for your company.
0: Yeah, so I want to look into the reasons why all these all, yeah, you know one. typically chinese e-readers that are sold in china they're running chinese now suddenly english is is an option and what's what's yeah. changed what's what's prompted them to do that that's the answer to that is is what i want to write about but i need to first yeah. talk to all, like all these companies and it's time zone differences and you know uh, holidays and, and things like that but you know um that's neither here nor there, but you can expect like a future discussion and a future article on our website at giddyreader.com, like about that. So hopefully this uh, new sh- this new format uh, with OBS and Peter talking to me via Skype and that uh, it all worked out at the end. But we can check out the VOD and see if there's anything we need to do. But a lot of the people, yeah, uh, they said that. They didn't have any problems with the audio loud and clear video is looking phenomenal. Yeah, it's looking good. So,
1: yeah. It's looking very yeah.
0: good. So if you want to see what goody reader is doing on a daily, you can check out our, like the, our Twitter and our Facebook links that are on your screen below. And um, you can follow us uh, there uh, for all of our social media things. We're post we're, we're we're trying to be more engaged with social media. So we're doing polls now on a uh, Goody Reader on our Facebook page. We're doing polls like on our uh, Twitter page. We're you know asking people. We're trying to be more engaged with like social media, at least like YouTube, uh, Twitter, and Facebook, which seem to be like our most popular and longest lived pl- of like platforms. We've never really been on an Instagram or pinterest or we don't make tiktoks or anything like that
1: yeah no we don't do any of that uh that stuff doesn't fit our mold uh very professional of what we do and uh you know we could Give someone an e-reader and it'll be that ten-minute video you see on Facebook and it's like nothing happens until nine minutes and fifty-eight because they want ads to roll. And we can give someone an e-reader and push him down the stairs and he's like, "Ooh!" and we're like, hoo, 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 "Radical, bro!" And it's all filmed in portrait, but no, we we have and it has a very like very a hundred and ten
0: million views.
1: Oh, dude, like yeah, ninety million views overnight and then you get picked up by news outlets and it's like, oh, you know, trending viral dude falls down staircase, breaks Kindle. It's like. We have very serious connections with very big companies. We're the sole distributor of Sony products. Sony doesn't even sell Sony products, but we sell Sony products. You, you can understand the degree of how we have to keep up our professionalism. So we have fun, of course, but we're not going to be goofy slapstick comedians. <laughs> um, it's it's not a good fit, and it, it doesn't fit with doing business with mega giants like Fujitsu and e-ink and onyx and all these companies around the world to be a bunch of goofballs so we, we we like to have fun like to show ourselves but we have to remain professional and give you guys the best possible content and delivery of such as we possibly can
0: all right guys so we're gonna wrap it up for this edition of uh the Goody reader radio show i think we've been going for like an hour yeah. and a half so far
1: yeah You know, a new test of the new format, but you guys don't have to watch the whole thing. And, you know, you obviously aren't, but it's totally fine. Yeah,
0: it's just Peter and I ranting and raving about different aspects of, like, the e-reader industry. But I think some of the the discussion topics were, like, compelling. Talking about the e-paper technologies of, like, yesteryear. Talking about the uh, uh, Kaleido uh, 3. What's happening with that? I can't talk about what companies are doing what with it. Because there's only a specific few that you know i don't want to talk about because everything was talked about off the record so but we do know that later this year like after summer so like fall winter that's when we can expect consumer products using kaleido 3 to appear so we're not gonna like it's not gonna pop up anytime between like now and the summer although the technology will be announced then but we you know these companies don't they need enough lead time to evaluate the new technology how they could take advantage of it with software and you know making right. actual the hardware for it so that is like a six month process you know for if me and peter were to be able to make it decide to make an e-reader today we wouldn't be able to actually have anything in our hands for like six months from now or or oh yeah, yeah. easy because it's like know you know they got to make the screen, they got to do assembling, they got to source components, they got to do this, that, and the other thing, and, you know, just send a thousand units to us, it's like, it's going to take six months, so... Uh companies need lead time in order to like evaluate even just new technology you know and to to do that in the shortest amount of time so uh, that's it guys so thanks for watching the show and uh peter and i are going to be doing this uh once a month on the last sunday of the month so that's where you can see it but peter does his weekly shows where we do we take a look at uh, a lot of the, the newest devices that we've gotten in studio. That's right. He does polls asking uh, people what they want to see us uh, to, to talk about in depth on the channel. So if you want to see any of the the shows or anything like that. So once a week on the main Goodie Reader YouTube channel, uh, under the live tag. So if you follow us and you click on the bell notification, you'll be automatically, uh, informed on, uh, when we go live or when we upload one of our many videos. So, uh, That's right. you keep your browsers locked to GoodieReader.com reader.com and, uh, youtube.com slash goody reader for all of your, uh, daily fixes on the e-reader world. And you could, you could, <laughs> You could be the the person around the water cooler that everyone's like talk that everyone's like listening to as you regale them with tales of the new Xiaomi and the new uh, Awe and the yeah, the man. latest D- reader news everyone will be like they'll be like taking a sip of their water and then they'll just like spit it out like <laughs> what Did you say the Big Me
1: X6? Oh, man. Everybody. Everybody, come here. It's like water cooler
0: pizza party, everybody. Everyone starts cheering for you and clapping. They're like, Peter, 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 (laughs) Peter. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, Big Me Pocket